0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: Let's go! Now, here's some combination of ad. And
2: welcome to the Wednesday show for week 14. What's up everybody? Welcome to fantasy football today. We're going to take a lot of your emails at the end of the show at at CBSI.com. We're here to help the people, Heath. They need to win. We're here to help them. I am so know That's our mission statement. You are here. I am. In person. In person. When you say
1: something I don't like now, I can
2: just punch you. (laughs) There's a little bit too much distance here. For that. I, I've got long arms.
1: Yes, we are going to help people win their leagues over the next, not just this week. Like, yeah. It's not enough to right. just win week 14. We're winning the next three weeks. We're going to win the whole thing.
2: And I've got stashes not only for week 15, but also week 16. We'll see how much you want to trust Joe Flacco. He's got some good matchups coming up. And uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, by the way, weeks 15 and 16, is uh, two of the best matchups you could ask for if you are a tight end. I'm not a tight end. By the way, If uh, if Heath punches me... Then he'll probably get fired, and we'll need a new analyst, and we'll have to go to ZipRecruiter, because if you're hiring with ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. You can try it for free, ZipRecruiter.com. Slash FFT that is ZipRecruiter.com slash FT what's uh, going on over there You're smiling I, I
1: don't know what's going on over there we've got some <laughs> is new, this new new decor in the office that I've not noticed before at least maybe it's been here for a little while but uh, it's very nice strange it's, picture. it is very strange um, it's a picture that I thought it to be might, from it's the a picture 90s? of a, it's a picture of a child in giant gear I thought it might be you but then no. I realized this child's already taller than you <laughs> so it couldn't be you. <laughs>
2: That's got. He's got a starter jersey on, so... That's pretty awesome. Mid-90s? Yeah. Early to mid-90s? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what that is. Adorable. Adorable little Giants fan. All right, so waiver wire recap. Here are a few things I noticed looking at the most added and most dropped list. Also today, again, like I said, the stashes, previewing the Thursday game, New Orleans at Atlanta. Tough calls for the week. So, yeah, we'll get into starter sit, obviously, tomorrow and Friday, but Russell Wilson, people are asking about him. Doug Baldwin, Leonard Fournette. Can we trust Dak Prescott? Can we trust Christian McCaffrey against a team that allows the fewest fantasy points to running backs? Uh, we'll get into all that. Let's start with the waiver wire recap, though, because obviously those running backs were you know, very popular. Mike Davis, Giovanni Bernard, Peyton Barber were three of the four most added players. But nobody he seems to be interested in Kerwin Williams. He's only 5% owned. He had 16 carries for 97 yards against the Rams. He faces the Titans, who lost one of their best run defenders, Daquan Jones. And I know the Titans are a tough matchup, but it just—it seemed odd to me that you know three of the top four players. One was a DST. The other three were the running backs. Yep. But not Kerwin Williams. Nobody's on Kerwin. Nobody's asking how. Nobody's asking now. Nobody's asking about Kerwin Williams.
1: I don't think this has. This is nothing against Kerwin Williams. This is about the mysterious and misleading ways of one Bruce Arians, who even after Adrian Peterson did not practice all week last week, said that he would be a game time decision. In week 13. Yeah. And I I feel like there's just more concern that Adrian Peterson comes back this week. With Bernard, Mixon just suffered the concussion. He's just starting his way through the protocol. So we feel a little better about that. With Barber... Maybe he starts even if Doug Martin comes back. We're not as worried about that. With Mike Davis, there's no competition for him because Chris Carson isn't coming back this week.
2: But I don't want to start Mike Davis this week. He's got the toughest matchup of those three by far, maybe even those four if you throw in the Cardinals. He is my least
1: favorite, assuming that Mixon, Martin, and Peterson are all out. But he's the only one that's guaranteed to get the full workload.
2: Yeah, that's true. And he's been catching some passes as well over the last two weeks. But as Heath just alluded to, Chris Carson could be back uh in week 15. If Mike Davis does well at Jacksonville, I don't know that Chris Carson coming back even matters. By the way, Jamie will be coming in very shortly. We'll keep you we'll get him on soon. Um, but but yeah, I know I, I understand Mike Davis I believe was the most added player. Um so he, I don't know if he's the most owned. let's see. So Mike Davis, yeah, he's 50% owned. Giovanni Bernard is 45% owned, and Peyton Barber is 28% owned. Um, but but Davis is at the back of that pack right now, right? Until pending further injury news. Davis is at the back of the pack
1: for this week. If my yeah. playoff started in week 15, he'd probably be my favorite. Okay.
2: Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still only 78% owned, so you can still pick him up at Carolina next week. Minnesota at home in week 16. And it does. I mean, it doesn't matter that he's facing Minnesota at home. It's at home. I want to say he scored like 40 points against them at home late last year. I'll check on that. Uh, Jamie picked up Jordy Nelson. So just keep in mind that a lot of the guys that we talk about on the waiver Wire show, really the guys that we don't talk about on the waiver Wire show, could be available in some of your leagues. So just make sure you – like take a look at the the roster trends if you're on a CBS Sports League. uh, Go to the roster trends and go to the most owned players and sort by free agents. And it's a good way to find guys like Jordy Nelson that slipped through the cracks. Maybe Josh Gordon. I keep wanting to bring this up, but I never do, and I'm glad that Levion Bell hasn't gotten hurt. But do you think it makes sense to roster James Conner? Because if, if, heaven forbid, Le'Veon Bell gets hurt.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah, he 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 definitely has some value. Um It's just, like, I was kind of struggling to find guys to add or to drop so that I could pick up Bernard and Barber.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's a total, like... Complete bench stash. You've got to
1: have some a bad like. You've you got to have, have like,
2: Le'Veon Bell first of all. Like, if you have Le'Veon Bell, you have to own Connor. I I, I think. I I personally would. Would you pick Connor up over Bernard Barber Davis? If I'm not, if I have to start one of them, but if they're all out, okay, fine. How about here's the next question? I would question. rather
1: keep the other team from using those guys against me than than stash James Connor. All
2: right, that's a good point. But let's say Le'Veon Bell um, you know, to, won the lottery, like Dave would say, and retired. Okay, and we're doing the show yesterday. Okay. Where's James Conner right? When did he win?
1: Did he win the lottery day or yesterday? He
2: won it, he won it Sunday night. Okay. It was his last game. This seems no, like he played on Monday. Really dumb hypothetical. He, he, Monday night he won it, yeah. It if was,
1: James Conner were starting this week and Le'Veon Bell didn't exist.
2: Yeah. W- how would you – would he be ahead of Peyton Barber and Giovanni Bernard? I don't think he would. No? Okay. But he'd, he'd be in that, he'd be in that discussion. So much work. All right, it, it doesn't really matter. Um You know what? The bottom line is Jamie's here, and that's what really it's, matters. It's nice
0: that I walked in on might be the dumbest conversation <laughs> I've ever heard about Le'Veon Bell winning the lottery on Sunday or Monday. And Monday. What? I forgot he played on Monday. God, turn the headset down. My goodness, you show up here and you make me deaf.
2: Is this better? That's better. Thank you. Okay, yeah, no, that's what I do. I yell at people, Jamie. God. You know that. Well, hi, Jim. I'm glad you're in a good mood. Uh, and then the other guy I wanted to mention was Dan Bailey, who's 25% owned, and throughout the course of a season, probably more, you know, He's probably one of those, like, 90% owned kickers. Yes.
1: I, 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 in my streamer's article last week and this week, have yelled about Dan Bailey. Everybody's yelling. Great matchups the next two weeks against the Giants and the Raiders. He should be picked up and started. Okay. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So you hear your news and notes. Rob Gronkowski's suspension was upheld. They have a Monday night game uh, hosting the Dolphins. Jamie, did you pick up Danny Amendola in any leagues?
0: Uh, I did not. Did you want to? I haven't in our dynasty league if you paid attention. <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> know did. that we're the only team with a bye in that league?
2: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Boy, we're special.
0: Yeah. By the way, Aaron Rodgers you're scored not gonna, 44 you're not gonna, points against the Vikings last year. You're not going to share in any of the winnings.
2: That's fine. Mm. I just want the glory. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. This is big. Juju is suspended one game. I went big. I got Martavis Bryan in three leagues yesterday. He's only 56% owned. It was your stat about Ra- uh, Steelers against Ravens without Jimmy Smith.
0: Plus, it's prime time at home. you know what Bryant did in one of those games? 150 and 2. No. The 2 is right. Oh, 50 and 2. Well, what if it's only two catches? Ah, oh, damn. Two two yards. What did he do? Uh, three catches, 44 yards, and two touchdowns in that six-touchdown Ben Roethlisberger game.
2: Right. I feel like I want to start. But I'm looking at Bryant. The last two weeks, he's had four catches for 40 yards on six targets in two straight games. But he did catch a touchdown in the one game that Juju Smith-Schuster missed. So, like, those running backs that we picked up, Martavis Bryant, who's who's a, who's a the better flex?
1: I look at Bryant a lot like what we said about Josh Doxson last week going against Dallas. I think he's going to be somewhere in that 40 to 50, maybe 60-yard range. And he has the big play potential, sure. But you're just hoping he scores a touchdown. And it's not a t- terrible bet, but I would rather start those running backs over Bryant.
2: All of them. I feel like I'm going to—and obviously that's pending the injuries. And Marquise Goodwin. And Damian
1: Amadola in PPR, for sure.
2: That's interesting. Because you... Okay. I don't want to go all in on the Steelers' offense against the Ravens. You know, they have had a good defense this year. But they're missing their top cornerback, and they have faced lousy competition. And four weeks in a row, the Ravens have given up big games to a number one wide receiver. But... I, I net, but they barely they really never give up big games to a number two wide receiver, but that might change this week. Just treat the Ravens like an average matchup then. And Just- an average matchup for Ben Roethlisberger at home on primetime, like honestly could be four touchdowns again.
0: Good God. This was prior to Thursday night's game last week. Two weeks ago, whatever it was, when he played on Thursday night? Who? Roethlisberger. Uh two weeks ago. Two weeks
2: ago. Three weeks ago. The third the game against the, the, Titans. the Titans.
0: This was numbers going into that game and primetime home games. Twenty-one career games. No, this is just home primetime games during his career. That's a lot. Five thousand six hundred and seventy four yards, forty five touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, so he basically two touchdowns a game. Right?
2: Yeah. That's not great, but it's not no, it's good. But you gotta look more recently.
1: He's he's going to be very good. He's a top seven or eight quarterback
2: for all of us. Raps, I think. Uh, Martavis Bryant's gonna be a good start then, isn't he? He
1: he might be, or Le'Veon like, Bell and Antonio Brown might both combine might combine for three hundred yards again.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Mark Ingram missed practice with a toe injury. We're not worried right now, but we will talk about that. Um, New Orleans cornerback Marshawn Lattimore practiced. That's good news. That they have the Thursday game. C.J. Fedorowicz and Bruce Ellington are on IR. And I keep coming back to this question of, really, Steven Anderson? It just feels so dicey to me.
1: Uh, how do you feel about Ryan Griffin? Not very. Very good. How do you feel about C.J. Fedorowitz? Not good. I never was in on they've, the— they've, Over the last year and a half, though, they've both been a thing from time to time in this Texans offense. From time
2: offense. to time, I know. And
1: now but Anderson's they have... the only healthy tight end.
0: Forget tight end. He's the only healthy <laughs> second receiver. <laughs> yeah. Bruce
2: Ellington, out. Ross I know, Miller, I know. Out. <laughs> Will but Fuller, they could, But they out. could have a 150-yard passing game. You know, could be a terrible game for them. The 49ers it, are pretty bad. It could. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So are we still going? You would like Seals-Jones better. He's, yes, for sure. He, how about you? Anderson or I, seals I mean, Jones? they're very
0: close for me. I just think Anderson, what we saw last week, could be a sign of things to come. So I'll take the guy getting 12 targets, potentially, more so than the guy who's got a ceiling of about six, which is what he's been over the three games he's been playing.
2: Okay, Amari Cooper still in the concussion protocol, still dealing with the ankle injury. Doug Martin still in the concussion protocol. Jordan Matthews is out for the season. Zay Jones, anyone Gets the Colts? Who's the quarterback? Yep, you tell it's still we're thinking
0: Peterman right yeah.
2: now, uh, and Kyle Long is out for the season. Bears offensive guard.
0: I know we talked about maybe the Colts as a one-week DST option. Did we talk about them as a two-week DST option? Because they get the Broncos next week at home in a short week.
2: Right. No, we didn't yet. But we yeah, that's in the notes for the week fifteen stashes. Uh, and yeah, that's a good point. Uh, do you expect the following players? Um, we've already talked about some of these guys, but Amir Abdullah, no. Doug Martin, no. Joe Mixon, no. Jordan Reed. No. Zach Ertz. No. Greg Olson. Yes. Devin Funchess. Yes. Matthew Stafford.
0: Yes. I'm, uh, I'm
1: ranking it as if no right now.
0: We haven't ranked as if no, but by the time I think we get to Friday, I, I would expect Olson to play, I would expect Funchess to play, and I would expect Stafford to gut it out and play.
2: If Well, hopefully we'll know more tomorrow. But Stafford, the only owners that really are in a pinch right now with Stafford are the Breeze owners and Ryan owners if they happen to also own Stafford.
0: As as much as it's a great matchup against Tampa Bay, I would advise the other two guys.
2: And I think the other guys
1: that are in a pinch are the Marvin Jones Golden Tate owners uh-huh. if you have somebody like a Ted Ginn
0: or Mohamed Sanu. Yep.
2: Okay, that can. Yeah, but at least, you know, up.
0: those guys are healthy. Look, we, we don't know what uh, uh, Jake Ruddock's going to do. He could be Peterman. Yeah. Or he could be good.
1: I, I would personally start Sanu or Ginn over those two receivers if Stafford's not
2: practiced yet. Yeah, I would wait it out. Okay. And uh, Chris Hogan? Out? No. We, we don't expect him? Okay. All right. Here's something awesome for you. We got an opportunity to save you some money if you want to buy some holiday gifts for football fans out there. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to cbssports.com slash gift. And there you're going to see a whole bunch of gear and accessories from your favorite teams. And you're going to use our promo code CBSFANTASY. So, again, the URL to go to is cbssports.com slash gift. Start shopping and use the promo code CBS Fantasy to get a big discount, 15% off an order of $75 or more. So you want to get someone a jersey or a hat, some shirts, whatever it is, you go to cbssports.com slash gift and you use the promo code CBSFANTASY, 15% off your order of $75 or more. This is awesome stuff. I recommend it. Actually, did this for Dave Richer for his kid. I bought his kid a bar mitzvah gift on the CBS Sports shop at slash gift and used that promo code CBS Fantasy for fifteen percent off. All right, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do stashes in a second. But are you ready? Maybe for the last time this year for one final round of fantasy feud. Just one round. Oh yeah! All right. I just thought this was interesting. I was curious to see where this guy ranked, so this inspired me. I want to know, over the last three games, three games played. Three games. Who are the top five performers, non-quarterbacks, in PPR? Heath. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is number three. Jamie, you have a chance for one or two. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is number two. Pass or play? Pass. All right, Heath. We've got numbers two and three off the board. Keenan Allen and Alvin Kamara. We are looking for the top five PPR performers over the last three games. Non-QB. Non QB. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is number one. Seven points better than Keenan Allen. Five fewer catches, though. Um We've got one, two, and three. We've got Brown, Allen, and Camara. Brown, Allen, and Camara. I'm gonna give Heath a second here to pull up the uh, the the, the, ske- the list of teams. Thank you. Inspire him a little bit. Thank you. I also want to remind you to email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com and make sure you listen to our mailbag. We have a ton of questions this week. A ton of questions. Um Gonna need your This now. is
1: probably stupid, but AJ Green.
2: AJ Green is incorrect. That is strike
1: one. Okay. Um, how about Le'Veon Bell?
2: Le'Veon Bell's number four. So I just need number five. Twenty six catches for Le'Veon Bell. Yes. So we've got Brown, Keenan Allen, Alvin Kamara, and Le'Veon Bell. How about DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins is incorrect.
0: Okay. Two strikes. Two how strikes. are you feeling over there, Jamie? I have a guess. I don't feel confident in the guess but
1: i okay. guess this is uh, uh,
0: julio jones julio jones is incorrect by three points he's number six. Oh, oh such a good guess it was a good guess all right jb i'm gonna just because he scored a lot of touchdowns recently but rex burkhead
2: no that is uh, a decent guess it's a tough game the answer is robbie anderson and heath wins yeah why not Heath always wins these contests um, so, I think uh, I won t- the last one, didn't I? I don't think I've ever won Fantasy Feud. I always win Fantasy Jeopardy. Oh, okay, Fantasy Jeopardy. Well, we all lost Fantasy Jeopardy for the <laughs> last time. It was just awful. Uh, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, and Robbie Anderson. And I think I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm in some PPR leagues now. If I'm playing against Le'Veon Bell, like, I'm just screwed. He He's like –
0: Was it last year or two and, years Antonio ago? Antonio Brown,
2: obviously, too. Last
0: year or two years ago where Bell had that ridiculous game that just destroyed – I think it was last year. Let me look. I don't know. There, there was that one game he had last year in the playoffs. It was 14 or 15 where he just went bonkers.
2: No, in PPR leagues, it's like it's not fair what he does. <laughs> what he did last well, week. Alvin Duarte is
0: pretty close to that level.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, Camara Camara's score has nine fewer catches over his last I'll tell two you games what. If Bell. Mark
0: Ingram's out, I originally, when I first put my uh, rankings in the spreadsheet, I had, even with Ingram playing, Camara won.
1: Yeah. Really? Um did you see the highlight where Joe Buck
0: called him Kamara and Kamara on the same play? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I did it. That's yeah. great. Somebody's... Oh yeah, so
0: it was Week 14 last year at Buffalo. Le'Veon Bell, 38 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. Four catches for 62 yards. He destroyed what, everybody that played in the first round of the playoffs. 38 carries. Oh my gosh. 236 yards. <laughs> three touchdowns. Wow. 6.2 yards per carry for your uh, your love of. Oh the yeah, of course. Four catches for 62 yards on top of it. So he had 298 total yards and three, and three touchdowns. touchdowns.
2: Do you think it would be interesting to do a categories Like we've always talked about doing like a rotisserie sort of categories, head-to-head categories, football league with like rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, passing touchdowns, passing – whatever. What if we did yards per carry as a category? That would be kind of interesting. Would there have to be a minimum? There would have to be a minimum. Of course. Yeah, Like eight carries or something. Well, or five. I don't, know. I don't think there would have to
1: be a minimum because you're oh, doing right. a team. Oh, right. No, it's, all, yeah, it's cumulative. It's for the team. It's cumulative, so one, right. Like Alex Smith would have won you last week. Because uh, he had a 70-yard carry.
2: Oh, if you, I didn't even think about putting in wide receivers and running backs. I just thought it would be running backs. Yeah, okay. But if wide receivers the, and quarterbacks. it was for the summit. team, it, it would be Right. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting.
1: I think that's kind of cool. I think we should do it in, in Azar's memory.
2: I think that we should... To do see it. if we could actually make this we happen for the rejects league. I don't think it's I I don't think it's possible. I have to talk to some people CBS here to make it happen. You yeah, <laughs> should, you can
0: just keep track of it yourself. Ever? Oh, okay. Yeah, Tell that's, that's pretty. Speaking <laughs> of things by yourself, you ever going to set the matchups for the podcast league or I'll the get, rejects league? I'll get around to it.
2: The games will start till tomorrow. All right. So weeks fifteen and sixteen stashes. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time in this because I just I think. I don't I don't think there's anybody out there that's like great that needs to be stashed. But let's take a look anyway. And I, I think and it's I've,
0: more defenses and quarterbacks.
2: I've done this so much. I only do quarterbacks, tight ends and DSTs. So, Joe Flacco is coming off his best game last week. He's at Cleveland next week and he's home against the Colts in week 16. I'm just thinking to myself like who the heck is actually starting Joe Flacco? Here's the problem quarterback leagues.
1: Yeah. yeah, two quarterback leagues. My problem cuz I went I saw that name and I was like, "You know, Flacco's throwing the ball deep. I kind of maybe agree with Adam. They've had four games this year where they've held the opponent to 10 points or fewer. He's thrown more than 28 passes once. Two of
0: those games, he threw 17 and 15 passes. Yeah. He also doesn't typically play well on the road. Yeah, right. no, I,
2: I'm not really loving it. it just, uh, But I do think Blake Bortles is more interesting against Houston and at San Francisco in weeks 15 and 16. Like That's a guy that I, I could
0: see... You guys never seem to really agree, but he seems no, to have a floor of 18 he's, points. He's probably going to finish, I don't know where he is right now, but as a top 15 fantasy quarterback. And I don't think he's been started in probably more than 30 or 40% of leagues over the course oh, of the that, season. That might be high even, yeah. But that's more two quarterback leagues than right. it is one quarterback leagues. And look, we're going to – I think there, there's there's probably going to be uh, a benching or an injury in the next couple weeks that's going to be impactful. Yeah. Because teams that are out of it may start to look at younger quarterbacks. But you also have the Aaron Rodgers situation coming back. So I think, like, if you're looking at it a 10-team league, if you have Rodgers and Bortles staring you in the face, that's an easy choice.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's a couple other guys that for Week 16, in case they get dropped, Andy Dalton is facing Detroit. Detroit's been struggling a little bit against the pass. And Jared Goff, his next two games are at Philadelphia and at Seattle. So he's, like, 98% owned, but I could see Goff getting dropped, and I would love to pick him up for a game at Tennessee in Week 16. If you're desperate, Jay Cutler's got Kansas City in Week 16. But, you know, Bortles, Flacco for deeper leagues, maybe these are guys you look at. And see if anybody gets dropped. If Marcus Mariota gets dropped or something like that, he's at San Francisco next week. If if Jared Goff gets dropped. Maybe you want to pick up Jameis Winston for Week 16 at Carolina. Tight ends, I do think Ricky Seals-Jones is very interesting because you can start him this week. And at Washington Week 15 and against the Giants Week 16 – like, that's intense right there. That's terrific for Ricky Seals-Jones. And then, you know, just like Flacco, you've got Ben Watson, who's got Cleveland in Week 15 and the Colts in Week 16. I don't think anybody wants to start him. I feel
1: him. like Danny Woodhead, and I, and I can look the numbers up to make sure, but I feel like Danny Woodhead just completely killed Ben Watson.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I, I
1: don't, he's I don't know. He's a touchdown or bust. I don't know that he's yeah. – before earlier in the year, he was getting – he was having to have games with seven, eight, nine targets. and it's But just, that was,
0: like, really early in the year. I think once they started to get healthy across the board – you know, he had the Macklin injury for a little bit. Wallace wasn't right.
1: Yeah, he had ten targets in Week Nine. Uh, that was the last game without Woodhead. Since then, one, three, five. Did they play Week Nine? No, no. Woodhead's played three games. No, who did? Who did they play in Week? Nine? Oh, I don't have any idea. I'm not looking at their schedule.
2: And uh, we've got you know Jack Doyle. If he's available, he's got uh, the, the Bills this week, and he's at Denver next week, which is great. If anybody drops Jordan Reed, I actually saw Jordan Reed dropped in in a league. Um, he's got Denver in week 16, if you want to go all the way that far. Ricky Seals-Jones is definitely the best, like, matchup guy. Charles Clay has Miami next week. And Hunter Henry's got the Jets in week 16. But, you know, you don't want to – nobody's – got to start him. Hunter Henry's, you know, playing well. Um, all right, so, so there you go. Ricky Seals-Jones I think is the big takeaway there. And then for DSTs, I don't know if you guys have seen anything. Oh, also Jason Witten. Jason Witten for this week against the Giants and next week against the Raiders. Um, DSTs. So if you own the Patriots, who have been great lately and have a good chance to be great again, they are at Pitt this week. They're at Pittsburgh next week. So if you own the Patriots, look at the Broncos at the Colts. The Colts. And that's it. actually – I don't know where that game is.
0: It's in Indianapolis.
2: Okay. Broncos at the Colts and the Colts against Denver. It's
0: on a Thursday night, so I think that favors the Colts. Okay.
2: Surprisingly enough. Um, Detroit against the Bears. Baltimore. So, no, everybody's got Baltimore. But you probably want to sit them this week, right, at Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. At Cleveland next week, if anybody drops Baltimore, pick up the Ravens and stash them for Week 15. If anybody drops the Eagles at the Rams this week, pick them up for Week 15 against at the Giants. And then we talked about the Falcons at Tampa Bay yesterday.
0: Don't rule out the Bears if Stafford's out for multiple weeks. And the Bills play who next week? Dolphins. The I Dolphins believe. defense could be good if Peterman is the starter for multiple weeks.
2: I said we talked about Atlanta at Tampa Bay yesterday. The one thing, no the one thing about We the Dolph- talked about it yesterday. They're at Tampa Bay next week.
0: The one thing about the Dolphins is they're not a very good defense, but they've been opportunistic the last two games. They played a bad Broncos defense, and they beat them up, mm-hmm. and they had a fumble return for a touchdown against the Patriots, which doesn't happen very often. So they have a couple of playmakers on their defense. They're just not a very good defense as a whole. And on the
1: flip side, that game's in Buffalo. If Tyrod's playing – I think I'd like the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense oh, also. Yeah. yeah. Jake Collins um, not then, very good. I'm having a hard time deciding in two leagues where I have a bye. I have the Titans from the last two weeks. They go to San Francisco in Week 15. So I don't I don't think it's as good a matchup yeah. with Garoppolo, but I don't think it's a terrible matchup.
0: I, uh, I had the same decision. I actually dropped the Titans to pick up the Colts because I have seen enough. You know the Broncos have had uh, an interception in all but one game with their three-headed quarterback situation, and I think it's ten games in a row. So it's like all the way back to Week 2 where they haven't – not thrown interception
2: and I just the reason why I don't really like this exercise this much this year is like, listen to all the teams we just named, <laughs> right You don't have to stash them right and, and they're all basically the same. It's a lot of bad defenses, you're playing the matchups. there aren't that many teams competing against you at this point, so I just don't think you have to do this. I would say if anybody drops the Ravens or the Eagles, you jump on them immediately and you stash them for weeks 15 and 16 because Baltimore in week 15, they are at Cleveland,
0: and in week 16 they're home against the
2: Colts. Um,
0: who do the Steelers have in week 16?
2: Houston on the road.
0: So that's another one. They're going to get dropped potentially next week,
2: right? For the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? And then they're at Houston in Week 16. Uh, the the problem,
0: the problem with this also is, and we run into this every year, is somebody owns the the Ravens, for example. Like I'm in a league where I have the Ravens. I miss the playoffs. I'm not dropping right. them, right? Because I can't make a transaction, right? So you have a lot of that where it just doesn't help people, unfortunately. I'll
2: tell you something that really pissed me off yesterday. I thought I was I was very happy that I made the playoffs in, in potentially six out of nine leagues. Turns out, one of my twelve-team leagues only four teams make the playoffs, mm. and I lied on the air—not uh, on purpose. But yeah. now I'm out of the playoffs. Liar! Ridiculous. Four teams. Twelve, and 12. teams.
0: Yeah. League. Twelve-team league, and four teams make the playoffs. Yeah. Why?
2: I don't know. Because Hoyman's crazy. I
0: will say this: If is this a friends league?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, that's pr- that's a problem. I think six or eight is better for friends leagues, where it's more for fun. But if you're trying to pick the best team, a longer regular season and less teams making the playoffs is a better way to do it
2: fine, but, you know, it's so standard. Take
1: some of the luck out of the playoffs. Make sure you have a longer time. But to that's why you give the, the, the top two no teams a buy. No buys now. No buys. Right. right.
0: But that's why you give the top two teams a buy. That's, right. That's true.
2: Um, all right. Hey, let's do some hey real quick for 2018. We'll do this every week. We'll do just a little bit. Look ahead. Next year, do you think Carson Wentz or Tom Brady? Brady. Brady. Why? Wentz has been better this year. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yes. He has a lot of touchdowns. You know what else he has? This is because he has 600 fewer passing yards than Brady. But he has about 240 more rushing yards than Brady, which can't be overlooked. No.
0: Uh, all right. you guys the, think the, it, Brady? The one thing I wonder, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, does he retire?
2: I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure they would have traded Garoppolo if they didn't know for it's, sure that he'd be back.
0: But that's him. I mean, that's not the team.
2: You, don't you think they maybe asked him? Hey,
0: we're obviously going to win mean, the like Super you Bowl I mean, look, he said he wants to play five or, more years. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. – uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He's got, like, he's got too many diet plans. If, himself. if my <laughs> diet were as boring as Tom Brady's,
2: like I would not play five more years. I'd be like, I'm out. Give me a cheeseburger. Uh, next year, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota?
0: Winston. Uh,
1: yeah. Right now, assuming and I, Winston could have a typical or Mariota could have a typical Mariota finish the year, and then we'll have to reconsider. But right now, it's Winston for sure.
2: Next year, Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? Kamara. Kamara. I don't know if I agree. Uh, Definitely in PPR. But I have a hard time turning down those like 20 carry a game guys. Or, you know, on average, probably be more like 18.
1: We could get to a point in August where Dalvin Cook's a full participant in training camp and 100% healthy, and I might agree with you. As of right now, I'll take the guy that is still healthy.
2: Since the Adrian Peterson trade, Kamara is averaging nine carries and five catches per game. Just just below both, so thirteen and a half to fourteen ca- uh, t- touches per game. I, I agree with game. you. You
1: cannot be a top five running back
0: for a long term with that type of. But touch there's back. also the chance that it becomes more of a fifty-fifty split is. next year between Kamara, Kamara, and M. Mark Ingram. It
2: yeah, it, 50, but 50, 50, does 50. it does it remind you at all of Giovanni Bernard, where? They maybe were just worried about how he would hold up with a you know, a feature back workload. I I was thinking it reminded me of your favorite running back. Who?
1: Who's my favorite running back? CJ Spiller.
2: Oh, CJ Spiller, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean Kamara's obviously awesome and he plays in a great offense. Uh, I'm not saying he's gonna flame out like those guys, but I just I love those. Those primary ball carriers. But yeah, I mean, got the injury's got to be a factor there with Cook.
0: I don't know what the numbers are, but doesn't Mark Ingram, if he hits a certain total, become a free agent? I think he has to be an all pro. He has to be all pro. All pro. And the problem yeah. is, there's, the running yeah. back on his own team has been better. I think both could be.
1: How many running backs make all pro? Two.
0: Two? Yeah. So Gurley's probably locked though. Yeah. Yeah. And Levy on.
2: Uh, yeah. um, Yeah, probably. But I think you could make. No, I don't know. I. I Yards for, for, carry, yards for for
0: carry, Heath. It's first-team All-Pro he has to get? I'll look, I'll look it up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, look, if you are in need of great talent right now for your fantasy team, we have been helping you out all season long. Hopefully we've gotten you this far. But if you're in need of great talent for your business and you're short on time, you need to try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire, and we're letting you try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. Go there right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. You don't have a lot of time, but you need the right tools. You need smarter tools, and ZipRecruiter makes hiring, hiring much easier because it lets you post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You want to get on Facebook, you want to get on Twitter, you want to get on over 100 job boards. You use ZipRecruiter at ZipRecruiter.com FFT. So the reason why ZipRecruiter is better is unlike other hiring sites, it doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It goes out and it finds them. And I love this stat. Your stat of the game. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The dashboard is so easy to use. I've actually seen this in, you know, in action. It lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish. You don't have to worry about resumes and calls and all this stuff coming in. Just let ZipRecruiter do all the work. So, again, try it for free, ziprecruiter.com slash FFT. Whenever you need to hire, maybe it's now, maybe it's in the future, remember that URL, ziprecruiter.com slash FFT. Let's preview the Saints at the Falcons on Thursday night. This is a strange game, guys, because you're looking at this game and you're wondering, can I start the quarterbacks? Which is just... Just a really weird thought. You've got Breeze. Well you got Ryan, who's the number eighteen quarterback in fantasy, and Breeze, who's the number thirteen quarterback in fantasy. Are either of these guys a
0: slam dunk must start option for you right now? They are for me. I, I I looked at the track record last week with Cam Newton against the Saints, and Matt Ryan's numbers against the Saints are amazing, as you would expect. I mean the Saints have been a bad defense for the uh recent memory, but I, I just think the pass rush just isn't the same for them. You know, you could talk about um Their cornerback's getting healthy with Lattimore and Crawley, you know, being back each of the last two games. But I I, I don't think they're going to get a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. You like him better than Breeze? No, I like Breeze better. Okay. I think both guys are top ten worthy. (sighs) Boy, it's really frustrating because
2: we've been telling the Breeze owner and the Ryan owner to start them most weeks. The Falcons' run defense
0: has been good more times than not. They're not going to stop this team because the Panthers' run defense was good. Oh, they'll be able to run. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. But – I think this could be a game. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons win. I, they, I don't I, think they're winning it with
1: their ground game. I don't disagree that I'm I'm probably starting Breeze and Ryan. They're 10th and 11th for me. Um, but I would start Alex Smith over them. I would start Jameis over them.
0: I would start Andy Dalton over them. Yeah, I'm the only one I'm with you on is Dalton. I, I, I just think that this has a shootout type of feel to it on a Thursday night game, which is odd. But I, I just I think the Falcons will, will score. And the Saints, I think, could be chasing points because they're on the road. I mean, the thing is, like, both of these
2: teams score, and we just haven't seen the production from Matt Ryan. He's got 18 18 to 22 fantasy points in six straight games before a dud last week at Minnesota, which was understandable. You think he gets better than that? Mm -hmm. Because he hasn't had more than 22 points all year. All right. Uh, I think he's right in that range. And as far as Breeze goes, who do you like better? Heath? I've got Breeze 10, Ryan 11. And Jamie has Breeze 6, Ryan 7. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott or, or Breeze? Breeze. Both over deck. Both over deck? Okay.
0: Um I would start both over Russell Wilson.
2: Let me go to the running backs. I'm not even gonna waste time on the Saints running backs, just start them both. And I guess we could I guess we could revisit it tomorrow if Ingram still has a toe injury and do you play him if he's hurt, whatever. But but the Falcons running backs, I mean, this is the stat for Devontae Freeman. He gets twelve carries a game now. And he's has not had more than he hasn't had double digit fantasy points in standard without 18 or more carries, and he doesn't get that anymore. So, like, he played really well last year. Or last week, ran great at Minnesota, which was a little surprising, but he only ended up with seven fantasy points in standard, eight fantasy points in PPR. I think he's become Lamar Miller. <sighs> but Miller at least get you more carries and better chance to score, it seems. Well, I me, mean, Freeman's a better, better player. Freeman's a better player. Well, I'll give you a number that I know you'll like.
1: Yeah. The Saints are giving up five yards per carry on the ground this year.
2: Yeah, they, they, they they're, are not very good at this. They have allowed,
1: I'm sorry, I apologize. They are running for five yards per carry. <laughs> so no, up, but they are giving they up They are what? giving up 4.6 yards What's, per carry. Come Still, on, Heath, One of the, lot. one of the highest numbers in the league. Um, I, Freeman's a number two running back. I yeah, get I, your concerns, but he's a number two. Yeah,
0: I, again, there, there are guys you could certainly start over him. Jamal Williams, Alex Collins. Rex Burkhead, you know, there, there's there's a, a list of guys. And, and you can make an argument for Giovanni Bernard and Peyton Barber, you know, just based on what their workload and matchups should be. But but that's
2: risky just because it's thir- the Thursday game. Of, and you don't uh, know. of course.
0: But but let's say it was Sunday. I mean, you know, if you're looking at it, where the, where's the upside plays? Like, I would say Barber and Bernard have higher ceilings going in than what Freeman does. Because keep in mind, Freeman's still got to lose touches to Tevin Coleman. Yeah. That, that's, that's a big part of why he's hasn't been great. Well, I looked at... All
2: the running backs who had 15 or fewer touches against the Saints, like the the relevant ones, not guys who had, like, two carries. Uh, There have been four running backs with 15 or fewer touches and double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Saints. But three of those four did most of their production in the passing game, caught touchdowns or had big yardage games. And Freeman's unlikely to do that, right? He's very uninvolved in the passing game. Yeah, I think there's a
1: little selection bias there because running backs that get 15 touches or fewer, and are good are usually pass-catching running backs. There's, there's not a lot of good running backs that don't catch a lot of passes that only get 14 carries.
2: And I guess the broader point is that given Freeman's workload, it's hard for him or anyone to score a lot of fantasy points. He has to score a touchdown, it seems.
0: Which he hasn't done a lot lately. All
2: right, so so then as of right now, as of, two, as of Wednesday morning, are we starting the waiver wire guys over Freeman? Yes. Only Geo for me.
0: Yeah, I would start both Geo and... Barber? Barber.
2: But not Kerwin Williams? No. And what about, and then obviously we're starting them over Tevin Coleman. Do you have any interest in Tevin Coleman?
1: No. He's a low-end flex.
2: All right, let's talk about uh, Michael Thomas. The last five games against Atlanta, Devin Funches, Dez Bryant, Doug Baldwin, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. Good, good wide receivers. Funches, Dez, Baldwin, Evans, and Thielen. They are averaging. Less than seven fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Falcons, who early in the year were giving up a lot of points to the number ones, but now they're they're killing them. Are you worried about Michael Thomas at
0: all? I don't think you can bench him. I think it's the same concerns you've had about Michael Thomas all season long. I mean, you know, he scored his first touchdown, what, since week three?
2: Yeah, it was like seven or eight games. Yeah,
0: so he's been been disappointing um, in standard, in PPR. He's been great, but... You know he hasn't delivered the expectations I think that a lot of us had for him.
2: You wouldn't start Martavis Bryant over him.
0: No, no. Uh, you wouldn't start Marquise Goodwin over
2: him. No. All right. No. So, so without getting too fancy, Julio Jones and Michael Thomas were starting. Yeah. Uh, what about Sanu and Ginn? Who do you like better, and are they starts?
0: They're number three receivers. Uh, I like Sanu better.
2: I
1: like Sanu better in PPR. I think Ginn has a little more boom potential.
2: Okay. Um. Okay. So, what about Devontae Freeman or Ginn or Sanu? Freeman. Freeman. Martavis Bryant over these guys? Uh,
0: no. Bryant over the receivers? Yes. yes. Yes, for sure.
2: No for Heath. Yes for Jamie. So, which receivers would you consider starting Heath over Sanu and Ginn? Um, Cooper Cup, Nelson Aguilar,
1: assuming that Zach Ertz is out. Marquise Goodwin. Okay, um, you really
2: like Goodwin this week.
1: Sterling Shepard.
2: Gotcha. All right, I think that pretty much concludes it. You don't. Uh, we don't have interest in the tight ends. We're not starting the DSTs. And there you go. That's New Orleans at Atlanta. So we move on to some tough calls for fantasy week fourteen. Yeah, think about that. Uh, and we'll obviously we'll do starter sit Thursday and Friday. But let's get a jump on it. This is getting a ton of questions about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the number one quarterback in fantasy. He scored 34 fantasy points against the Falcons. No other quarterback has scored more than twenty two fantasy points against the Falcons. Wilson scored thirty fantasy points against the Eagles. That's a season high against the Eagles, not by much, by one point over Kirk Cousins, by two points over Eli Manning. Um he's been incredible. But Jacksonville has been incredible against quarterbacks. They allow the fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Mariota had 14, Josh McCown had four, Roethlisberger had two, Goff had 10. Dalton had five in the midst of this great stretch for Andy Dalton where he's scoring like 18 to 24 fantasy points every week. He had five against Jacksonville. Um, so, uh, and Rivers had 19. Uh, two weeks ago, though, Blaine Gabbard had 20 as Jacksonville went to the West Coast. Anyway.
0: People that was were, back-to-back road games, though, too, right? I, I believe
2: so. People want to know. What do we do? Russell Wilson going cross-country, facing the best defense. Start. I know you're going to say start. Who would you start over, Russell Wilson.
0: The two guys Thursday night. Uh, I'd start golf over him. Ooh boy, I got to exhale on that. Really? It, uh, I, look, I get it. Here's the thing: if you have Russell Wilson, you're not benching him. But you could. <laughs> you probably don't have Breezer Ryan with Wilson. Right. So it's it's really more of uh, you know. Do you have these? Like, I'm not getting cute and starting Garoppolo over him. I'm not going to uh, start Jameis over him. That, I am going to start Jameis over him. And, and I can. Uh, I, I take it back. I would too. Um. I don't know how many people have to make that choice, though. Right, probably not.
2: It's interesting. All right, Jamie's got Wilson eleventh, and Heath, you've got him eighth, eighth and but, Dave has and, and sixth. And I start, I
0: start Dalton over him too, and I would start Alex Smith over him. Rivers,
2: Roethlisberger, Alex, okay, Alex Smith, okay, mm-hmm. Smith, great history against the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. <sighs> Gosh, I want to have more. I want to feel like Wilson's going to pull this off. I think
1: he probably will. We have him ra- ranked in the top eleven.
2: Like, we think he's gonna but score. But this, this
0: isn't points. a 25 point game for him. I don't believe so. No. This is more of, uh, I think 18 to 20.
1: And there is, you have to look at it, like, as a range. And there's a two point Roethlisberger game range where Jacksonville's defense is just
2: incredible. Yeah. And the thing, the, the, here's the thing that really scares me. So, like, last year, he went to Tampa Bay and they lost, like, 14 to 5 or something like that. And he got sacked six times. And it was this moment where we just said, their offensive line we knew it was bad right. it's this bad and that could happen but
0: that wasn't in december
1: seattle in december
0: is generally a different animal true but we look we've never seen this jacksonville we, we never seen a uh, this jacksonville team play like this clearly um and have they really been challenged of late to the same level like Russell, By Russell, a quarterback yeah rivers but he's not mobile fantasy he's not a mobile guy they haven't
2: been challenged all year by quarterback. I just read the quarterbacks they've faced. The, the performance against Roethlisberger was remarkable. It picked them off five times. And I'm not doubting their past defense. It's damn good. But, it's, but this
0: is clearly the best quarterback. The, team this team. is just one of those things where you look at it and say, logically, he has really no chance. Because their slot corner is good, so Baldwin's going to have a tough time. They defend tight ends decently enough. And Jimmy Graham on the road, we know he hasn't exactly been great. Okay. Their I'm, outside guys aren't gonna win.
1: I'm gonna tell myself a little bit because this is funny. I said that wasn't in it wasn't
2: December, wasn't it? I knew it was in <laughs> it December. It was not
1: December. It was November twenty-seventh. Oh, okay. So okay. December's totally different. And and it's it's, late, it's a one o'clock
2: start, right? I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh I have that right in front of me now. See at no, it's at four. Okay, four so 25. that helps them a little bit. Oh man, we got five four o'clock games? That's too many. Oh, I like it. All right, let's rank it out the, let's word. rank the four o'clock. We got some we got two gems here. Uh we got Jets and
0: no. Jets at Denver. So that's the, the the middle TV is, is Seattle-Jacksonville. Or is it
2: going to be Eagles-Rams?
0: Okay, so Prisco sits on the right, so that'll be Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. Game well, it's going to be
1: the on the whole right bank of TVs because there's only four games on Five here. games.
2: <laughs> five games. Jets yeah, at have, Denver. they have to have two somewhere else. Tennessee at Arizona, which is actually a pretty interesting game. Redskins at the Chargers. Eagles-Rams and Seattle-Jacksonville. Nice slate of games. So Eagles-Rams nice Rams will o'clock. be in
0: the middle. The right, the way I'm, what I'm saying is, we have a bank of TVs that we watch games in our green room. Um, the middle TV will be the Eagles, Rams. Game. Rams. The right TV, which is where Pete Prisco sits, will He's be a Jacksonville. Well, he he Jacksonville. does he does radio for yeah, Jacksonville, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He'll, he'll watch that one. And probably the left big TV will be the Chargers because Rivers is going to be our start of the week.
2: Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we go from Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin. And here's something I saw about Ball. Just
0: just to let you know, I'm going to do something different and start this week. I'm going to put two quarterbacks in a category by themselves of uh, guys that make me nervous. And it's Wentz and Wilson. Hmm. Uh, Wentz, really? The Rams have been good. Certainly at home
2: against quarterbacks, they've been good. Second straight road game on the the West Coast. But they're
0: staying there. He didn't play play great last week. No, No, he
2: didn't, but he had, what, 18 fantasy points? And I must have – you watched the whole game? I didn't because we were on the air and I couldn't see the TV. Did they miss a big play in the first half? The overthrow one or something like that? Uh,
1: I think he overthrew two. Okay. He um, also got lucky on
0: the Aguilar touchdown. Yeah,
2: it was, on the touchdown? On the on that drive, he had the big play. The big throw to Aguilar. Yeah, yeah I was lucky. Okay, anyway. Uh, Doug Baldwin. Five games against teams with a good-to-great cornerback. 15 fantasy points at the Giants. 16 fantasy points against the Redskins. Did Jenkins playing that game? Yeah. I looked that up, yeah. Nine fantasy points at Arizona. Ten fantasy points against Atlanta. Eight fantasy points. Uh, no, eight fantasy points against Atlanta. Um, what am I missing? Ten fantasy points against one. I, I, I put Atlanta in there twice. But he's placed five teams with good to great cornerbacks. I think Detroit maybe? I don't know, whoever it was. And he's had 84 more yards in four of those games. And he's been great, and he's been really good in all of them. So, um, But what about this week? Doug Baldwin, is he a must-start?
0: It's hard to get away from. I have him in our FFT league where I'm in playing in the first round of the playoffs. And the group of receivers that I have right now uh, are Josh Gordon, who I'd play over Baldwin. Yep. Sterling Shepard, who I'm playing over Baldwin. Yep. Ooh, wow. Okay. And then it comes down to including a flex, do I play Baldwin, Golden Tate, which is the quarterback situation is messy, or who I just picked up, Giovanni Bernard. Right now I have Bernard in there. PPR, you said? It's PPR. I'd go Bernard. Um, I've got, I've got Baldwin 20th, which I think is the lowest I've ranked him all year long, but he's still in the start range. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to drop him. I think I'm 19th. I'm going to drop him. It won't be outside my top 24, but I just, it, again, logically, it's just hard to say that there's, okay. Russell Wilson will have success here. Baldwin will have success here. Graham will have, you know, you, you just, it just doesn't make sense. It's
2: just that he scored 30 fantasy points against the Falcons and the, this is Wilson at and, home. and the Eagles at home. Yeah. And that was, like, you know, that was really hard, especially against the Falcons. Um, this,
0: this, is, this is a big test for Jacksonville.
2: This is awesome. Um, this is a great Sunday. Very excited. Can you please make a column, a, a section in your waiver wire column, the running back that Adam is so nervous about, and just put Leonard Fournette in there? Because I am so nervous about him.
0: Maybe he starts it, but thanks for reading.
2: Uh, starts it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Starts it. Uh, so, I, I mean, you want me to go through why? He's, since he came back from the ankle injury, he's averaging 2.9 yards per carry. Cincinnati allows the third fewest fantasy points to running backs and they are giving up some some yeah. decent produ- what's wrong with me long flight yesterday Seattle allows the the third fewest fantasy points to running backs so I looked at the last five running backs with big workloads against Seattle let's just hope that fournette gets like 16 or more carries and Lamar Miller had a huge game 24 fantasy points Rob Kelly had 13 uh Tevin Coleman had 11 but Rob but Adrian Peterson had one fantasy point. Carlos Hyde had six fantasy points. He did have seven catches, though. So three of the five had double-digit fantasy points. However, none of them averaged even three yards per carry. And when were those games? Very recently, last six games. So uh, their run defense has been incredible. It, it basically seems like the way he's been running, Fournette's been running, and the way they, the Seahawks have been defending the run, he's probably going to have to score to have a good game. I, I really think you just look at the, the numbers and that's what they tell you. Are you guys as nervous about Fournette as I am?
0: I have him as low as I've had him all season, when healthy. Which is what? In the teens.
2: Is he behind Devontae Freeman? No. No. Is he behind Peyton Barber? No.
0: Uh, He's close. Yeah,
2: he's behind Rex Burkhead. Dion Lewis? No. Uh, Close. He's got – if he feels so – I have to make that decision. He feels so much more likely – Fournette feels so much more likely to score than Lewis. For sure. But Lewis, I feel like, has a better chance for – more yards against the Dolphins.
0: I'm the lowest on Fournette, just looking at it. I have him 14th. So I have him behind Drake. I have him behind Alfred Morris. I have him behind Burkhead, um, Jamal Williams. So I don't have him behind. R- right now I have it: Fournette, P. Ryan, Barber, Bernard, Dion Lewis.
2: Would bye. you start
0: uh, Josh Gordon or Fournette? Gordon and PPR.
1: Gordon and PPR, Fournette and Standard.
0: Yeah, I- I'm I'm very lucky in the, t- in the league where I have Russell Wilson and Fournette on the same team, I have a bye. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> avoid, great. Avoid that mess. But I do have Fournette in the uh, Scott Fishball League, and hopefully he will deliver. Tough
2: call, Dak Prescott. We want to praise him last week. We scored 18 fantasy points through 102 through hundred and two yards. Are we ready to start him again against the Giants at the Giants?
0: Yeah, it's as much a play on the Giants as it is as Prescott.
2: Yeah, they allow the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks.
0: He, he's, the, he's number 12 for me, just right on the edge.
2: Christian McCaffrey. Against the Vikings, the Vikings allow the sixth-fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs, only one receiving touchdown. They face some really, really good receiving running backs, too. Chris Thompson had three catches for 41. Todd Gurley had three for 19. I think Le'Veon Bell had four yards receiving. Uh, Theo Riddick had one for 10. Devontae Freeman, one for seven. Tevin Coleman, three for 27. That was last week. So Christian McCaffrey. Is he a tough call for you guys this week?
1: Exceptionally tough call. I made a joke on this on Monday night on Twitter about this because I was really trying to just trust my spreadsheet a little bit more this week when it came to rankings, and then Christian McCaffrey was not a top 36 running back. <laughs> but wow. you look at it, and he's got one game since week one where he has more than eight carries. Yeah. He averages like three yards a carry. Yeah. Against the one of the best, the Vikings give up three and a half yards (laughs) a carry, (laughs) right? And they don't give up anything in the passing game. So I don't see how he approaches double digits without a touchdown.
2: Oh, he has to probably catch a touchdown, right? And
1: which he's been doing lately. Even in PPR, you might be looking at like seven or eight
2: points, which is not very good in PPR. Are we saying sit Christian McCaffrey?
0: I'm sitting Christian McCaffrey.
2: Jamie sit Christian McCaffrey. No. Not in
0: PPR. I, I can understand it in standard, but not in PPR. I mean he's I think they're gonna be chasing points. I think he's gonna to have to, you know, be a part of the game plan if if they're gonna have success, which they might not, but I I haven't made it this far in a PPR league with Christian McCaffrey to bench Christian McCaffrey.
2: Here's an interesting one. In PPR, would you start Christian McCaffrey or Latavius Murray?
0: McCaffrey. I would start McCaffrey. I don't
1: love any of the running backs in this game. Yeah. Um, I would start McCaffrey over Murray in PPR. I'd definitely start Murray in Standard. And I would, like, if I'm in a PPR league where I have a flex,
0: I'm probably still starting McCaffrey. Yeah. Okay. I would start McCaffrey in both over the Tavisbury. Uh
2: Mike Evans, is he a tough call against Detroit? Not
0: really. No.
2: Yeah. People might be being a little hard on Evans. I know he was terrible last week, but the two weeks before that, he had 78, and 92 yards. But to be fair... Last year, he averaged 82.6 yards per game. This year, he's averaging 66.8 yards per game. Well, That's you should feel bad. some
0: gratification. You called us. You was said it? he could struggle.
2: It didn't really happen. The Well, I'd have to check the targets because that was my fear. He His got so many targets. Man.
0: I don't know. You said, you, you said he could be this year's DeAndre Hopkins because getting additional uh, additional help.
2: Yeah, and I knew he wouldn't be as bad as Hopkins because he had a good quarterback. But I thought, I thought the addition of Howard and the addition of uh, – of Deshaun Jackson would get the targets down. All right, is Demarius Thomas a tough call? Because no, sit J- him. The Jets have allowed seventy or more seventy or more yards to a number one wide receiver in eight straight games and ten of twelve this year. I think he's a tough flex call.
1: I don't think he's necessarily a tough call in a two wide receiver league with no flex, but there aren't very many of those.
2: Have you ever been more mad at a team than the Broncos? <laughs> like I've never. You are so bad at the Broncos lately. They stink. They, they do. It's so funny.
0: I love it. I, I hate seeing wasted talent. Their defense the talent's getting wasted to a certain extent. Like Von Miller came out and complained about like they're wasting his his good year. Not really. I mean you won a Super Bowl, you made a lot of money, so I right. don't think he's, his talent's being wasted. But like just collectively. Oh yeah. Like they they did a good job rebuilding the offensive line. Injuries have, have certainly hurt them along the way. Like Von Miller needs to have a talk with AJ Green if he wants to talk about having his talent wasted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, All right, so emails and tweets. We'll finish off the show with your questions. This is from Eric. Dear Cody, Brock, Kevin, and Deshaun.
1: Those are all uh, Browns quarterbacks, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. In 2013, the teams of my fantasy league averaged 107 points per game in the regular season. In 2014, 105. In 2015, 105. In 2016, 105. So they've been between 105 and 107, four straight years. This year, with all the same rules, we averaged 98.75 points per game. Is this the worst fantasy year ever?
0: Yeah. That
2: is
1: really interesting.
0: It can't be the worst year ever. I
1: don't think it's the worst year – anywhere close to the worst year ever. I But I did notice the same thing in my home league. Did you? Um, scoring is – like, I was measuring it, the total points scored. Normally, there's like eight or nine teams that scored 1,000 points in a season in this league. And I think there's been like three.
2: I so never paid attention to stuff like that. It's, it's scoring interesting. Scoring is down. I think – Rodgers, Breeze, uh, Luck, those were killers. Mm -hmm. Am I forgetting anybody? David Johnson. David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, just killers. That's interesting. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, the first round. Let's think about the first round real quick. Okay, Brown and Bell, great picks. Zeke, you know, six-game suspension. That's big deal. He was a first-round pick, though. No. You're right. Sorry. Uh, David Johnson. I get the average opposition. Terrible pick. Uh, Mike Evans turns out to be a bad pick. Odell Beckham Jr. turns out to be a bad pick. Julio Jones is going to end up as a good pick because of the one game, but didn't feel Julio that Julio was
0: way. a bad pick. Lashawn McCoy, bad pick. Yep. Devontae Freeman, bad pick. Yep. Rodgers. I was
2: so sure about Devontae Freeman. He seemed like such a safe, awesome player this
0: Rogers. year. Rogers. He was ADP round one? Seven. Uh, Melvin Gordon's been a good pick. Beckham, you said it. Evans, bad pick. Jordy, bad pick. Jordan Howard, bad pick.
1: Yeah, and the hardest thing, I think, and one of the reasons maybe the scoring is down is there's been no, I guess the word's probably not congruence, but, like, we go three weeks and say, okay, now we've figured this out and make a lineup change, and week four, everything changes again.
0: Even round two has been a struggle, is DeMarco Murray was the first pick, J.J. the second pick, A.J. Green, he's been good, Brady's been good, Michael Thomas, standard, not so much, Zeke was the 18th pick. Gronk, good. McCaffrey, good. We haven't gotten to Dez yet. Nope. Best pick so far, I think, of the first two rounds, potentially. Todd Gurley, second round. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dez, not, yeah, not no, great. No. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, bad. Third round, even. Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks. Leonard Fournette's delivered. Yeah, no, I mean, Third these round. are good players. Cooks is like a top-five wide receiver, isn't yeah. <laughs> Baldwin's
2: <laughs> been fine. Top 12, I think. Uh, yeah, probably top
0: 10. Dalvin Cook was 29th overall.
2: Oh, we got better. We got better in the third round. Third round was a good round. All All right, right. let's read our next email here. Uh, From Mike, is it crazy to want to start Garoppolo and Jameis Winston over Drew Brees in my two-quarterback league? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, From Scott, dear Mr. Azer, Crowder or Aguilar rest of season? Before you say Crowder, check out the schedules. Crowder at the Chargers, Arizona, and Denver. Aguilar at the Rams, at the Giants, and Oakland. And what is my main man? My main homie, he think. Man, no, doesn't want to know what Jamie thinks? What's
1: I would have that, easily right? answered Crowder without him showing me the schedule. Right, it does but make you think a little bit. I do have Aguilar ranked higher than Crowder this week. So it probably comes down to Zach Ertz's status. How many games does Zach Ertz play over that stretch? I'll still lean Crowder because I don't think right now Ertz misses more, of a,
0: more than a game.
2: Uh, And what do you think, Jamie? Crowder or Aguilar, rest of season?
0: Uh, what's the state of the Redskins' offensive line? What's the state of Jordan Reed? Yeah. And Zach Ertz. <laughs> like, it's all dependent on we somebody else. Yeah. I would take Aguilar. Okay. this is I think I would take Crowder. I, I, I did, I've
2: seen too many 30-yard games from Aguilar. You know? Maybe it's a standard versus PPR thing because Crowder is one touchdown this year.
0: Yeah, I just dropped Crowder in two leagues. Uh, one was a 10-team league where somehow Josh Gordon was still available, and oh. the other was for stone Shepard.
2: Uh, this is from Chris. Standard scoring. Would you start Alfred Morris or Leonard Fournette? Morris.
1: I'm still going with Fournette.
2: Okay, this is from David. Dear John, Hans, Santa, and Krampus. Oh, all Santa Claus things. All oh, Christmas things, yeah. yeah. Uh, I need two for a PPR league Kareem Hunt, Rex Burkhead, Robbie Anderson. Bench Hunt. Bench Hunt. Bench Hunt. Two, as from Chris in Cleveland. Abraham, T Dog, Merle, and Glenn? No? No. Heath, I need you. Like, this feels like the only you would know that. Uh well, I the only one that like I no. No, no idea. Uh pick two in PPR. Evan Ingram, Josh Gordon, Delaney Walker, and Deion Lewis. Evan Ingram, Josh Gordon, Delaney Walker, Deion Lewis.
0: That is all over the place. Ingram and Gordon.
2: Um yeah. Ingram, Gordon, Walker, Lewis. I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, why Ingram over Delaney Walker with how good Walker's been?
0: Well, I mean, it's not like Ingram has been bad when he's had help. In the, yeah. in the games without Sterling Shepard, he was bad. In the games with Sterling Shepherd, he was good. You know what,
1: Adam?
2: Walking dead. I just looked at my, my rankings, and you were right. Walker over Ingram. Walker over Ingram. Okay, it's walking dead, by the way. Uh, let's see. We've got John in Fredericksville, Virginia. Hey, Rudolph, Frosty, Ebenezer, Frosty, not Frosty, Frosty, Ebenezer, and John McClain. Pick two. I don't know why I'm reading this garbage. Melvin Gordon. It's PPR. Pick two. Melvin Gordon. Kenyon Drake. This is a tough call here. Gordon, Drake, Alex Collins, and Alfred Morris in PPR. Gordon, Drake, Alex Collins, Alfred Morris.
0: I'll take Gordon and Collins. I will take
2: Gordon and Drake. How about one from Mike? Start two of these, half PPR. Oh, start three of these. You need a flex. Adam Thielen, Doug Baldwin, Crabtree, Josh Gordon, Crowder, and Shepard. Thielen, Baldwin, Crabtree, Gordon, Crowder, Shepard. Pick three.
0: Uh, I'll take Thielen, Crabtree, Gordon. I will take Thielen, Crabtree, Shepard. Okay, this is from...
2: Eric, dear Robert, Juju, and George. Are those suspended players? Who's yep. Robert?
0: Who am Robert. Robert Gronkowski. Gronkowski?
2: Very formal. You know uh, George, George Iloka. Yep. This is from Eric. I already said that. Uh, start one. Christian McCaffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Demarius Thomas, Jay Ajayi, Richard Matthews. Say again? Yeah. We got McCaffrey, Aguilar, Demarius, Ajayi, and Matthews.
0: Richard, You need one? Uh Uh-huh. Aguilar? Assuming Ertz is out, I would go Aguilar. What was the first name you said? McCaffrey? McCaffrey. I'll take McCaffrey.
1: If it's Standard League and Ertz plays, I will go Ajayi. All
2: right, last one. This is Brian from a town outside of Philly. Anyone? Town outside of Philly?
1: Harrisburg. He's got a very good intro. I
2: am very excited about this one. Hello, Clark, Ellen, Rusty, and Audrey. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Uh pick 2 in a 12 team half PPR. Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake and Golden Tate. Howard, Drake and Tate half PPR.
0: Drake is the easy one.
2: Yep. If Stafford's out then you got go Howard. It's Howard, yeah. Stafford's in, Howard or, or Tate.
0: Is Vontas birthday playing?
2: I'm thinking no. I
0: think you're probably right. Yeah, but I'll, I'm going to go Drake and Howard. Yeah, I'll take Tate. I can't trust Jordan Howard right now. Okay.
2: That's it for the show. Thank you for listening, everybody. For Heath, for Jamie, I'm Adam. You mentioned
0: Kyle Long's out for the season, right?
2: Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Everybody remembers that. It was in the injuries, news, and notes section. Very, very interesting. Right before Do You Expect, our favorite game. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the AFC home game. See ya.